This week on the Time Blaster Toy Cast, we're blasting back to 1980-something and talking action figure playsets. Halls, hives, villages, space shuttles, firehouses, and castles. Oh, so many castles. Every hero needs a good home base, and we're going to discuss them all right after this break. Welcome to the Time Blaster Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show. Live and kicking here with the following podcast, which is scheduled for a random selection. A 60-minute time limit is in place, and we are ready to introduce today's topic. Dolls have dollhouses, action figures have command centers, villages, military bases, castles, service building, and so many more. One compound word was used to sum them all up. P-L-A-Y-S-E-T. Playset, baby! Turbo is back, and nine of these will be thoroughly discussed. Presenting today, nine playsets of the 1980s. And now, for your hosts, they're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. These real-life action figure dads have their own weekly playset hideout. And we are recording from the not-so-secret layer now. They are the reigning, defending, toy cast tag team champions of the world at Retro KO Joe. At Time Blaster Toys, Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right, let's go. Yeah. Man, I never thought about it, guys. But yeah, the store, the shop is our place. It's like our power chamber. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Man, what an intro, Dave. You got, I was already stoked, but that intro's got me hyped. Yeah, that was good. Just go, going out there spelling the word playset. Man, <laughs> what a way to start. So yeah, you guys ready? Eight or excuse me, nine action figure playsets of the eighties. Oh, yeah, you know, feels like it's been a while since we've had Turbo busted out, and uh, I miss Turbo. Yeah, she's yeah. back. She's back with a vengeance. But before we get going too deep, we've got a review to read, right? This we is do. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the pod when we get a nice review oh, like this. Oh my gosh, Joe, go ahead. Uh, you just, just, this you bad boy just love to have your tires pumped. <laughs> Pump those tires, baby. I've never heard that phrase before <laughs> until Dave started uttering it. And a oh, big, podcast. big, big hockey thing, big hockey thing. <laughs> All right, so this review comes from Tommy Hop 14 via Apple Podcast, and he says, "My nostalgia is tingling. This is literally the best podcast. I am a busy nurse practitioner, and after hectic days in the clinic, I love listening to this podcast to remind myself of a simpler time, my favorite time. It brings up so many amazing memories of growing up in the '90s with pops." from times wandering through KB and Toys R Us. A reminder of my beloved Bone Crunchers and Automorph and Power Rangers. Always a dream to own a vintage toy store, and I love wandering through your eBay store. Hope to someday get out to Michigan to visit the store. Cheers from Westbrook, Maine, home of the TMNT. Keep the cast coming. Appreciate you guys. Tommy. Tommy. 
A bone crunching brother. I love it. <laughs> a bone crunching brother from Massachusetts. Tommy, thank Maine. you for that review. Maine. 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 Home yeah. of the TMNT. Maine, I'm sorry. Was really was TMT really based in Maine? Is that where uh, Eastman is from? I don't it know. Eastman and Laird, yeah. yeah. Oh, together. okay. Very cool. Very awesome cool. review. Thank you. Great, great review. So, guys, yeah. TMNT had an excellent play set in the 1980s. The sewer layer, The right? sewer layer was amazing. I'll tell you what. Sorry to everyone. The sewer layer yeah. is not on Turbo. Well, we already we, talked about because, it. Because, yes, we've got dedicated pods on the TMNT. Yeah. I always think of that as 90s, though. Like, to yeah. me, the sewer layer, I know technically it's probably 89, it's but to me it's like yeah. 90. <clears throat> I do have a play set I chose today for Turbo that is also 1989, so it's barely, it's barely 80s. It made but the cut. It's 80s, so... Is it time, guys? Are we it's firing time. up turbo? Yeah, we yeah. Gonna spin. We, we see ready to go first? Spin. Let's spin that rust off. Spin that rust it's off. It's a snowy day here in <laughs> southeastern Michigan. Right. All right. First up is a banger. Okay. A big boy. The Defiant. Ooh, literally, figuratively. Yeah. Yeah, this is a huge, 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 huge playset. Uh, the Defiance with G.I. Joe. Uh, this came out in 1987. What I liked about this, I mean, I had this as a kid. Actually, I think my older brother really had it as a kid. Uh, but it came with two figures. And I remember the two figures um, was Hardtop. He was like a space mechanic. Yeah. Uh, he like drove one of the, it was like three vehicles in one was the Defiant. It was like a space shuttle. Uh, aircraft like carrier thing that was part of the space shuttle and then that all clipped into like a big station that had wheels on it and you could flip it down and slide it around i think they called it the crawler and wow i think uh i think hardtop was supposed to be like the guy who drove the crawler and he was like the mechanic and then payload was an astronaut figure and i remember play payload playing with him a lot and um it was really cool i mean like my like i said i'm pretty sure this was my older brother's thing uh, but I remember playing with it a lot. This was really the only G.I. Joe playset we had, and it was it was the granddaddy of them all, if you will. This was a big, 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 big purchase, and I think it was all he wanted for Christmas one year. I actually talked to him before we recorded just to get caught up on it because I played with this thing a lot. But it folded all up, and it was still massive. Like, it was really tall. Like yeah. The space shuttle itself, you could I, th- I think you'd only put two or three G.I. Joes in it, but that thing could probably hold like four. 50 G.I. Joes. It oh. was just a huge. Yeah. Defiant itself, could you, I mean, feel like as a kid, I could put all of my G.I. Joes in this thing. Like, mm-hmm. They all fit. Um, but yeah, I remember playing with it a lot. And it was like where I would set all the Joes up. So I would set them all up in their battle stations. And there was these two red like turret guns on the front, like bottom. And I always put gung-ho and roadblock on the turrets. <laughs> and they were like defending Defiant. They were the, the front line. line of Absolutely. And then I had the other Joes, you know, set up. Because there was like three columns on each side with like little... Um, like gates, if you will, that you could put the Joes on. Mm-hmm. So I'd put them all on there, all facing outward. They all had their like little stations. And then the rest of my house, wherever I was playing at, whether in bedroom, dining room, my mom's sewing room, like wherever I had this thing set up and was playing, that was like Cobra coming to attack. And that oh, was their like awesome. lay of the land. So I'd have Cobras hiding in like lampshades or poking <laughs> around, poking around like, you know, table, table corners. And I'd have them all set up. And then, you know, you, the setup is probably the, like the most, when you're a kid and you're setting up your playset oh, yeah. for the big battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the best part. You're yeah. setting everybody up, you're getting them all in position. And then you sit back and you're just like, back and forth. And, making all the machine gun sounds and you're just going and then all of a sudden you're just picking guys off and yeah. you're flicking them off and you're just like, you know, uh, 
mimicking your favorite like war movie or whatever you saw. I mean, in the 80s, like, we were surrounded by it. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, cobras would always attack Defiant. And I remember the one thing with it was, I don't remember, I mean, I was probably like five, and I always remember the whole countdown would be, I'd tell my mom or my older brother, I was like, let me know in, in five minutes, let me know when it's been ten minutes, and they'd have this big battle going on because the countdown for the space shuttle to launch, oh. and the and Cobra was trying to take that ten nine eight take over <laughs> Defiant before like the Joes could launch, and Joes had to defend Defiant so yeah. that it could launch to space to save the world or whatever. Right. I mean, yeah. whatever your five year old mind con- <laughs> conjures in that situation. That's funny, Dave. You mentioned like setting up the playset. You know what I mean? And it really was like such a big part of it. Setting everything up is, Dude. you know, it, it probably took longer to set it all up yeah. than the actual play once it's all, like, set up and engaged. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. You know, if it's an hour of play time, 80% of it is oh, yeah. setting it up just right. The setup and then is the so battle important. itself is five to ten minutes. <laughs> right. You know, destroy everything you just set up. Yep. But that's how it is to this day. You know, yep. I watch my son play with, you know, he's asking, Dad, can we play with He-Man or whatever? And, you know, it's mainly setting stuff up, getting it all together. And then, yeah, once the battle happens, it's like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's car. Yeah, I got a story about that for uh, for one of these other playsets. But yeah, that's that's the find. Did either of you guys? I know you weren't big GI Joe guys, but no, man. I didn't. I didn't have it, but I mean that playset was amazing. I see the stuff now, and I'm like, what? I don't. I just obviously. I mean, I've said it a million times. Like, just not into the military type stuff. But now looking back, you see all this GI Joe stuff, and it's like, man, why wouldn't I? Right. Liked it? It's so yeah. cool, and like the you know there the play set's so huge the figures themselves are three and three quarters so like the scale of everything with gi joe yeah you know yeah. like i didn't really have anything like it as a kid so I, you know i wish i could have but stuff's super cool yeah and when you think about like gi joe i mean the original gi joes in the 60s were like barbie doll size right. yeah. yeah so to even have a military base for things i always have wondered you know, if, if they decided when they were making the figures super smaller, like, well, we need to be able to have vehicles and mm-hmm. and all of this to coincide with it. That's kind of what Star Wars did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, yeah probably yeah. inspired well, by the Star Wars yeah. size. Well, yeah, that's where the companies Hasbro and Kenner. It's where they made their money back yeah. in the day. Was on the vehicles and the playsets. Not a lot of meat on the bone for the figure itself when you're selling it for two to three dollars. There's not a lot of right. you know profit to be made. But the idea is the kids buy these and then you can sell them a vehicle that's twenty bucks or the Defiant, which I'm assuming was at least 50 bucks back in the day it was I mean, more i think it was yeah, 100 it could have yeah. been 99 yeah, yeah you know, i like think that's a nice return on investment yeah. right there yeah. you know yeah. so yeah i think when i looked it up it, it original retail price was like either was either 99 or 119 it was yeah. like yeah. one of the it was the most expensive gi joe really? place set out of everything um but it was massive it was three parts three vehicles and like i said my old I was so young. I mean, in 87, I would have been four. Mm-hmm. So my older brother definitely got it early on. He had more places. I didn't really have places. It was all just hand-me-down places my older brother had because, yeah. I mean, by the time we'll get into that, by the time I was five or six, I was just more into the wrestling. and yep. Get me a wrestling ring, give me a phone book, and I'm set. Yes, please. Yeah. The phone book wrestling ring. All right. There all right, we, we go. Ready? I think so. Let's spin it again. Dave got himself some G.I. Joe talk. I know, yeah. man. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a while, yeah. All right. What's up next, Turbo? What you got? Oh, this one almost went on the line. So we are ending on the Hall of Justice. Ooh. You guys familiar with the Hall of Justice? I am familiar, yes. I'm familiar by looking at the Hall of Justice every single time we record this podcast. you're You're surrounded. So, you know, here in the shop, 
Yep. D- you know, what, 10 feet to Dave's left is a box hall of Justice playset. 10 feet to his right, you can't really see it because mm-hmm. it's hiding behind a bunch of stuff, but there's a loose Hall of Justice playset over underneath the TV. Yep. So, yeah, this is 1984 Kenner, guys. This is a DC Superpowers toy line. I think one of the most iconic toy lines ever. You yeah. know, one of the top toy lines of the 1980s. When I think of superhero uh, action figure lines, this is number one for me. You know, I remember having so many of these figures as a kid. Uh, but yeah, the Superpowers Hall of Justice, beautiful playset, guys. Awesome. So many features to it. But uh, do you guys know the art, the mm-hmm. style of the actual building itself? Do you have any idea what it's based on? Have you, have you ever heard the story? I have not. I, I have story. not. It looks very Washington, D.C.-like, though. Yeah. So there's a building in Cincinnati. It's okay. a Union Terminal. It's like a train station type of thing. And okay. the architecture of that building is exactly what this is based on. So I think the story is one of the D.C. artists was uh, in Cincinnati, I'm not sure. He didn't work for Kenner, so he was in Cincinnati for some reason, saw this building, was inspired by it, created this uh, facade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for Kenner to eventually also be in Cincinnati, kind of like yeah, serendipitous, right? It all yeah. came together. But, yeah, the Superpowers place, that's awesome. I didn't have it as a kid. You guys, did you ever see it as a kid? Uh, no, no. With it? Nope. No, I remember seeing, like, um, commercial, like, promotion for it, yeah. but I never, I never had it. Right. I, mm-hmm. I mean, the first time I saw one with my own two eyes was here in the store. Yeah. It's cool. It's a lot like um, Castle Grayskull in a way where it's a playset, but it also can kind of double as like a carrying case right. for your for your figures. So, you know, you can turn it on its side and it literally on the one side has a handle. So mm-hmm. you could hold it and it would if you were going to stuff it, you could easily put every superpowers figure you ever created. in Right. This thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it opens up and it's got almost like two sides there's like a middle part and then there's a on the left you kind of got a side with like a jail cell it's got a trap door above that jail cell so when you hit it you can drop a dude right into uh, prison sweet. it's sweet and then on the uh <clears throat> on the other side on the right side it's kind of got like command i don't even like a computer command center type of deal with computers yeah. and seats and that's kind of where the superpowers themselves the heroes would kind of be on that right side and then you'd put the bad guys on the left side right and then they'd kind of come in the middle to to go to battle but really cool place that really colorful very 80s-esque you guys ever buy any superpowers action figures as a kid i had some, i think they were hand-me-downs but i did have a handful of them mm-hmm. yeah a batman i might have had a batman from that from the 80s like i had several batman figures through the years but again probably a hand-me-down but did it come with any figures did hall of justice have an exclusive no, or anything like that no in the, in the superpowers toy line isn't that vast honestly no, like when you look back i don't know the exact number but it i mean there's no more than it can't be more than 30 figures in the whole oh, toy no. line yeah, it right be, it's 20 no. to 30 figures yeah. um so no one came with the playset, but just to have it you know what i mean like it's the home base it has a launching pad like you stick on the top that you can put the vehicles on it's just you know so colorful so cool on the back of the playset, guys like the actual playset itself like on the back Mm -hmm. i don't even know how to describe it it's almost it's like an embossed image on the back kind of like a stencil type of thing of like the whole lineup of like all the superpowers and the idea is you'd like you'd lay the playset down, you stick a piece of paper on it, and you use a pencil. And do a little a little rubbing. A little there. rubbing, right? <laughs> right and, yeah. it, and you can have this image of the whole That's cool. team. It's really cool. That is sweet. Like on a playset, like there's yeah. no playset that has anything like this. Because I mean, otherwise it's just kind of wasted space. It's just the back it's wall. Just the back. But yeah. to have that extra play element, um, just really cool stuff. That's cool. 
I can remember buying Superpowers figures. Again, I feel like every other pot I'm talking about Big Lots guys. Big Lots, baby. But Big Lots is where it was back in the day. At you know, at some point in the '80s, you know, and in, in talking, we had that Tim Burton podcast a few months back, which was a very fun one. I suggest yes. you guys, if Go you haven't heard it, out. you should check it out. Um, but we talk about it, and on that podcast, you know, Dave was telling me how Toy Biz acquired the DC license in like 1986. Mm-hmm. And they kind of sat on it for, for a few years before they produced the Batman toys. But by doing that, it made me realize like that was probably around the time I was buying the figures at Big Lots. Because if Kenner lost the license, they had to sell off their inventory. Because yeah. I can remember being a little kid, five years old, at Big Lots. And there's literal pegs and pegs of superpowers figures for like a dollar each. That's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, that's where I was buying them all. But Awesome stuff, man. It was the 80s. DC was king in the it comic was. book space, right? Marvel was a distant second back yeah. then. Yeah, no doubt. And the thing with DC, and this is predominantly, you talked about the colors. Like, one thing with DC's colors is whenever you see them, that yellow, blue, red, it's almost like the Superman. Yeah. There's the shades of, that shade of yellow. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see that shade of yellow, that's DC. Like, it's it's, yellow. it has its own distinct, like, yellow, and then, like, the red, blue. Yeah. So it's it's unique. I don't know what that shade is, but to me, it's DC yellow. Mm-hmm. And we're talking primary colors, right? I right. mean, yeah. this is it. Red, blue. Yellow. Yeah. That's just it. And, it's yeah. eye catching. That's why I love go it. With it. I mean, yeah. it's as eighties as it gets, guys. I love it. Um, but yeah, DC Superpowers Hall of Justice, excellent playset. Love it. What's next, Joe? Let's see. We're gonna give old Turbo a little spin here. <sighs> round and round Defiant she goes. Hall of Justice, man. What this way to like, kick off? That's that's a big dog. Those are some heavyweights. <laughs> All right, now next up is the Castle of Lions. Oh man, Voltron, this, baby. It's like banger after banger here today. Another castle. So. Castle of Lions came out in 1984 by Panache Place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, this castle kind of reminds me of the Technodrome, the way it opens up, because it opens up, and then it's got the middle section yeah. that comes right out. Uh-huh. And uh, I get some, like, heavy Star Wars vibes from this playset. It's got this really cool table in the middle that's got, like, this line design on it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a briefing room. Okay. And it reminds me of the room in A New Hope at the end where Leia's standing at that table okay. when they're attacking the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Like, that's straight-up Star Wars vibes. Um, there's not a whole lot going on on the inside. It's got a little zip line thing and uh, comes with the vehicle. Um, but I think aesthetically, it just looks really sweet, even when it's closed. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I never saw it as a kid. I've seen it as an adult. I've, mm-hmm. so, I've sold it a few times over the years. Really, like, really cool looking. It's cool looking. Set, right? Yeah. Visually sweet. Yes. But you definitely got to use your imagination with this one. I never got really into Voltron. I kind of remember seeing this somewhere. I don't know if. An uncle or cousin, a neighbor kid. Yeah. I remember when I looked up the picture of it, I was like, what is, and I saw the picture, I was like, I remember that thing. And I just, I never played with it. But mm-hmm. it's a Voltron that I didn't really get into. But it's I, funny you mentioned that yeah. Star Wars line because 84, yeah. I mean, everybody was trying to copy Star Wars. Absolutely. I think we kind of just missed it. We're like right at that age. You know what I mean? You know, both, the, obviously, I'm the oldest of the three of us. We're all a year apart. But. I think if you know if we were just a few years older, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I meet dudes in the shop; they're not much older than I am. They might right. be forty-three, forty-four years old. You know, they're four years older than me, and they've got like fond memories of Voltron and watching it, and yeah. you know, playing with the toys. When we were kids, like it just wasn't even around. Eighty-four. I'm two years old, right, Joe? Yeah. You're what are you? You're like a you're, baby. <laughs> you're a baby. Dave, you're one. one. We're not. Yeah. We're not finding this no, stuff. We're not. So it's only in adulthood have yep. I really got my hands on it all. 
but visually stunning playset. It is. Really, really awesome. Uh, very valuable playset to is. get complete I nowadays. Mean, it's, it's just iconic. So like I had to put it on the list just so we could talk about it. If yeah. this might be the only time, you know. Right. Yeah. Love it. All right. All right. Here we go. Turbo time, baby. All right. Another spin. Turbo is a beautiful spin. Dude, she is the most <laughs> you know, beautiful spinner. The color, the primary color <laughs> that Turbo presents D, us. Is it DC? Uh, it's not. It's these different shades of yellow, right. green, and blue, but it, it's not the DC. Not the DC. So uh, we are uh, stopping on the Sectar's Hive playset. Now, I got to mention I got to mention right off the bat, a little a little uh, uh, shameless plug that Keith and I had the uh, the very we had the honor to open a sealed box Sectar's playset from our buddy Ian who brought it in the shop. Can't believe we were a part of that. Dude, so it's it's all on video. Head over to the YouTube channel Retro KO, you can find that video. Please watch that video. I told you about that video, right? Like uh, my buddy Russ watched it and yeah. he sent me a text like a crying face. <laughs> what in the hell did you just do? Well, first of all, Ian has like seven of those things. So, uh, we opened the box. It was a pretty beat up box, it I would say. It was a beat box, yeah. but a huge box. This box is what, 5 feet across i mean it's like, bigger than my children wide. it's wider than the door yes. that he walked in right you know what i mean like we're talking big box big square yeah probably what three and a half to four God, feet it was wide huge. And yeah tall, like huge and it's just it's the place that's just one giant plastic shell right right so this came out in 1984 by coleco mm-hmm. um, known for their video game world you know yeah and it's just a shell and mainly most of the play features are on the front mm-hmm. not necessarily the back but so it's got um, a couple holes in this playset. Man, Sectars was ahead of its time. So it comes with the little finger puppet. Yep. The little snake cricket looking guy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. <laughs> I don't remember. Vipex. Oh, wow. So Vipex. So a little finger puppet. And you can stick him through the hole and you can eat the dudes. And then the best one is the spider. So yeah. it's, a, it's a hand puppet. That's a spider. I can't remember the spider's name. <laughs> oh, man. It's still great. It's great, though. Yeah. So it's a giant spider spider puppet that you can put through this hole and you can grab dudes Mm -hmm. and the whole point is the figures need to climb up to get to the top to get inside and the backside it's basically just a cardboard cutout right that you can fold up the floor and it's got some like computer screens and pictures of maps and stuff like that but I mean, the size of this place. This place that's wild, Dave. Insane. So, I've, I've looked at the pictures last night, and I was like, oh, my video. God. So, yeah, yeah, I saw, I watched one of the commercials. Where they were, like, making fun of the Star Wars, size of the Star Wars toys yeah. and play sets, and they were like, well, this is bigger. Well, the play set itself, like, on the box, remember, Joe? It says, yeah. like, ask your parent for help, and it's, like, tools you'll need. <laughs> Screwdriver. It's, like, oh, a list yeah. of screwdriver, this, that, whatever. you got to yeah, go so to you, Sears and get a whole set. So, so you open this play set, and it's this, like Joe said, it's just this big, giant really thin shell like the old swimming pool we used to have as a kid you know throw it on the ground throw a hose in it it's filled up yeah two minutes super thin plastic super thin plastic right but in order for this thing to stand it needs support and that's where the screwdriver comes in (laughs) because this thing comes packed with like giant steel rods that you screw to the like top of it and then to the ground almost like a you know like a support there's like a couple giant steel rods like to Mm -hmm. you know keep this thing secure um but a really cool playset, like Joe said, it has the holes. So like the whole idea, it's like action figure meets puppetry yeah. meets like you know what I mean? Because the you whole know, the the whole 
point of that line is it's all puppets and you put the figures on the puppets and they can ride them and stuff yeah, like that. The so, vehicle yeah. is a puppet that's yep. on your hand and the figure sits on that and you're using your hand as a giant spider. Oh, there's, wow, very a, cool. you know, there's a hole and you're sticking your hand through yep. it to grab the figures and the other tiny holes got the little <laughs> the little worm ball pack sky. It's crazy. Really, really cool, but yeah. like just huge. This thing you know, I mentioned a swimming pool. It's the size of a swimming pool. The box is ginormous. Yeah, you know I couldn't I mean? believe how big it was. Like, how was Toys R Us even, you know? Where would they put that Where box? were they putting it? Yeah, maybe, like, sideways on the bottom. Like, I don't even know where it would fit. It was so it's, huge. Is that probably a reason why Setars never really took off? I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's not. It's because the size of the uh, playset. I think that you know, it just didn't catch on. I think on. The, like, the animated series just didn't do what they thought it would do. Yeah, was, and, I, I remember the logo when I looked this up. I was like, what was Hive apart from that, I was like, oh wow, this thing yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. Looks right up my alley. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, but I, I'm like, and the logo looks familiar. But then once I started looking at the figures for it, I was like, I don't recognize any no. of them. It yeah, just didn't catch on. No. I mean, that that whole line is just the one wave. I mean, they had plans for a second series, but they, they never materialized because yeah. it just never caught on. That stuff all hit clearance within a year, and there's been attempts to like revive it, the property multiple yeah. times over the years, but it seems like it never. Never catches on. I don't know. It's just like too. I don't know. Yeah. Too crazy. I don't yeah. know. The, those, the those commer- puppets, man. The commercial I saw for it last night. The marketing strategy was just like, we're bigger and badder than Star Wars. Yeah, that was well, all. Bigger that was their like whole. That was like their yeah. whole like market. I'm like, is that that's what you came up with? I mean, Taking I guess shots. it's early '80s, so that you're was, trying. But that to, was the pitch with He-Man at the start. Because they're bigger. Yeah, you know what I mean. But Sectars. Sectars even bigger. They're like six inches. Yeah, <laughs> and they made a playset in scale. Like this hive is literally four times bigger than Castle Grayskull. Just <laughs> right. to yeah. like visualize that, like yeah. humongous. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like Barbie Dreamhouse for boys, except with puppetry and spiders. Amazing. So go check out that video sounds awesome to play. Like, <laughs> it sounds like it would have been right up my alley just yeah yeah you'd love it all right didn't, let's spin didn't this. catch looks so super aesthetically I'm pretty cool. sure Visually no pleasing. yeah i'm pretty sure no other place that on the list is as big as the ones we've oh. mentioned thus far no. sectars is one <laughs> all right we are landing on the police academy precinct okay so this is uh one of my picks this is the 1989 place that i was talking about yeah. guys so I don't know, man. I don't think there's like a lot of people that are nostalgic for this thing because maybe they don't know exactly what it is. But right. if I showed you an image of it, I think a lot of people would, would totally recognize it. And I think a big part of that is because it's always mistaken for the Ghostbusters firehouse. Well, I mean, you know, rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, th- yeah, I think that might have been part of Kenner's strategy is like, it let's make been. this thing, you know, so it's based on the Police Academy films were released all throughout the 1980s. These Great are like, I love aren't them. they R-rated comedies? Yeah. Right? Pretty like, much. I don't know how. They're not for how kids, old. but we were watching But them. <laughs> along the way, they developed a cartoon for the Police Academy. Yeah. But that cartoon did not you know, live on very long at all. No. Maybe two Loved seasons it. tops. Yeah. And these toys are based on the cartoon that is based on the movie. Great so, toys. But yeah, the precinct place that is the you know it's the police station where all the you know the business is done, right? Yeah, yeah. And visually, you look at it. There's one right there yeah. behind you, Dave, on the top shelf. It looks like the Ghostbusters firehouse. You know, it's yeah. got the same vibes. It's got the doors, um, but super fun, super great elements. You know, Kenner. I think the police academy figures just kind of fit in with their. In my mind, it's like real Ghostbusters like launches this particular style. And feel of a toy, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's like super colorful, super playful, and then Kenner just like 
keeps going with it, right? It's like Police Academy, or excuse me, Ghostbusters comes out, then the Beetlejuice stuff kind of fits in that world. Comes, the yep. Police Academy figures fits in that world. They all kind of go together. They can you can all intermix them. I love this playset. Mm-hmm. Has tons of cool features. You know, it's got a jail cell. I'm just noticing now that a lot of my picks today have jail cells. <laughs> jail cells. <laughs> and also has a trap door that will drops a guy into the jail cell. Well, yeah, you gotta so have that. That's a, that was a very important play element in the '80s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got the jail cell. It's got uh, a little like interrogation chair on the top. This this feature's crazy. It's got a chair on the top mm. where like you can interrogate a, yeah. <laughs> a criminal. <laughs> And the chair goes backwards, so the dude would be sitting in the chair, and you like you could push him, and he'd do like a like he's <laughs> on Road Warrior animal shoulders, and he's taking a doomsday right. device, and he just goes flying off the top level of this playset, wow. meeting his demise on the floor. What are these cops doing? <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, yeah, we got some memories of Police Academy, Dave. We never get a chance. I to love. Talk about so I love the Police Academy as a, as a kid. I mean, there's so many cool characters. Larvel Jones, man. Oh, oh man, amazing, <laughs> amazing with that guy. I mean, what a talent. What. A Talent. Um, but yeah, I mean, even like Tackleberry, Hightower, you had so many cool characters, even the the chief, mm-hmm. such a character. And I remember the cartoon and enjoying it. And there was, for some reason, I never really had many of the toys. I might have had like one or two figures, didn't really get into the toy line, but I liked yeah. the cartoon, loved the movies. There was a kid, maybe, maybe I was in second grade, and it was like, oh, kid in my class I remember David Ward was his name the only one a few times I actually went to his house and like we hung out and played but when we went to his house and played he had the police academy jail he had all the tons of figures and I remember that we played police academy at his house like and that's what we played with like every the the one time I went over there we played that and duck hunt yeah (laughs) that's a a day memories that kid (laughs) and then for some reason we only hung out like one or two more times and just whatever it is when you're a little kid but yeah yeah, it was yeah our common bond was we enjoyed our parents let us watch the police academy movies and we're the only two kids in second grade (laughs) that (laughs) knew what the police academy was that's awesome joe any memories you have any Uh, other stuff i mean i feel i've definitely played with it yeah i don't know where i played with it it had to have been in a friend's house Mm -hmm. um it's cool. I feel like they kind of improved on the firehouse a little bit with that. You're not thing. wrong. There's you know? more. Yeah. There's more play elements to it. Yeah. I consider it. <clears throat> excuse me. I consider it like essential to the. If you're collecting like Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. like I think you should have it. It I looks ha- like it would be the neighbor to the firehouse. Just put them right next to each other. That's how we yeah. use it at home. I, see, I never had this stuff as a kid, and I'm not even sure I realized this thing existed until yeah. maybe five, six years ago. Um, and I don't remember how I got my hands on one. One came into my possession, and I had it. And my, you know, my son saw it, right? And right. he's like, "Ooh, Ooh that and ain't leaving." We, <laughs> and we start playing with it, and guess what? It, yeah. it, it ain't leaving. No, it's in our it's basement. And we have all yep. the police academy figures. And yeah, when he sets it up, it's like firehouse and the precinct yeah. are side by side. Dude, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Throw the ghosts in jail, man. It oh, just makes man. sense. Roll, roll that Ecto one right up to the. That's a nice little stores. afternoon right there. Yeah, they go perfect together. It's an awesome, awesome playset. One, you know, one of my favorites from the 80s, honestly. One no one thinks about, but I love yeah, it. Definitely a little underrated, I think. All right, where are we at? Let's spin. About halfway there, boys. Oh, I yeah. think we got four yeah. left. Yeah, I know we got a heavy hitter coming. There's a couple heavy hitters. We're heavy hitter right this now. one's going to be close. <laughs> oh, this is a heavy hitter. I mean, I can't think of anyone who didn't have this, and that is the Castle Grayskull. <laughs> yes, Masters. everyone had it. Everyone, Ma- everyone. Yes, Masters Universe, He Man. We've, we've talked about it. We will probably continue to talk yeah. about it in the past. But I mean, I, 
I believe this was my gateway into all things like macabre because I love skulls. And yeah. I think as a little kid, like having Castle Grey Skull, like I've got skulls in all my tattoos. I got skulls and like yeah. it's just my house has skulls everywhere. Yeah. Love skulls, and I'm gonna blame He Man for that. Dude, you're not alone, right? right. I think the idea of uh, you know Skeletor and Castle, all that. I think that introduced so many people our age to that whole aesthetic. Right? Yep. It was your first opportunity to see stuff like this was in this toy line. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you're it's not like alone, for the, sure. The evil skulls. I'm like, God, they just look so cool. But yeah. it's like the coolest looking place out of all time. It's and, iconic. Um, yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. It's like, I always thought it was funny, though, because it's kind of green, even though it's like gray skull, but it's like more greenish than yeah. it is gray. Castle Green Skull. <laughs> green Skull doesn't <laughs> sound as right. doesn't have no. the same. Uh, <laughs> With the mouth, for those of you who have never seen it, I mean, Google it, and you should get some uh, memories back. But the door is the mouth to the skull, and then the eyes, you know, those, those dark, soulless eyes yeah. like a dog. But um, so much fun to play with. Um, I mean, I remember setting the guys up in there, the the toys, and and playing with it. And later on, I mean, I won't go into too much detail of what it is because everybody has it. It's got the two towers. Mm -hmm. I love the like little again, like kind of like with the Viking stuff has like almost like a Viking esque helmet on top of the skull as well. Right, similar to my very first tattoo actually. Um, But um, but. By 89, 90, 91, like, I was playing with the toys I was playing with was more like I just wrestled with them, whether it be G.I. Joes. Mm-hmm. Like, there were wrestling matches with my G.I. Joes. Yeah. LJNs were too big for Castle Grace, but when Hasbro started coming out, they were perfect. So Castle Grace all kind of doubled this, like, an entranceway. It was like an aesthetic. <laughs> wow, to, what a pay-per-view that would have been. To my, like, yeah, wrestlers. They would walk through the mouth of Castle yeah, Grace Skull. Awesome. Now we're and, talking. And we would, we would play, and... um. You know, and then eventually this thing just collected dust in the garage. And I told the story many, many moons ago on this podcast of I ended up one day getting the idea that, you know, hockey puck looks like it could fit right through the mouth of that. Let me work on my accuracy here. Incredibly accurate. He's like, like, knuckle puck. (laughs) And that was a destructive 11, 12-year-old. I think most most of us were. We, you know, it was like, things break, they break. You throw them away. Like, you didn't have, like, there was none of that... um, like hanging on to things. What's the word there? I can't think. Sentimental. Sentimental. Yeah. yeah. Sentim- yeah. It didn't, I didn't have that sentimental value with most things. So I was like, all right. Well, if it breaks, it breaks. But I don't think it's going to break. This thing's pretty hard. It seems pretty durable. <laughs> one. <laughs> pretty <laughs> plastic. One. Years later. One terrible shot. <laughs> accurate enough to hit Castle Grayson yeah, in a hockey worse. net. Uh, but did not go through the mouth like I had envisioned and just completely destroyed it. Yeah. And then it just became a thing where I was like, well, I'm just going to keep shooting pucks into this thing until it's as many the pieces as possible. Right. Um, so it it died a slow death. But um, what a fun. I mean, that thing sat around the garage for years and years and yeah. years. And it would occasionally come out and and serve as some sort of uh, place. I mean, my younger brother, I think, even played with it a little bit with his wrestlers. Yeah. But yeah, by 95, that thing was... In, in shards. In shards, yeah. <laughs> so when you were using it as your uh, your pay-per-view entrance, mm-hmm. when you were booking your Royal Rumbles, oh, wow. yeah. was He-Man ever a surprise entrance <laughs> into the Rumble? You know... Coming I mean, in at number 30. He would dominate. <laughs> Prince Adam. So, like standing 10 feet yeah. tall. So the only time that I really played with my He-Man toys in a wrestling capacity... So I, didn't, I had a handful. I probably had like 
I don't know, 10 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was when I got a bunch of like, start, kept getting like the dollar store knockoff. Oh, yeah. man. Hogan and the, the Sheik. Like, yeah. They had the wrestlers, like knockoff wrestlers as like he and the He-Man style. So I remember having a lot of those. And the He-Man incorporated with those wrestlers. And I think the A... AWA guys, yeah. those Remco ones. I had a few of those, and He Man would wrestle with them a little yeah. bit. So there was some crossover, yeah, but Rick Martel team up. Oh, what a tag Warriors. Team. Yeah, yeah. He Man and He Man and LJNs didn't go together, and He Man and yeah. Hasbro's didn't go together, and He Man and GI Joes definitely didn't go oh, together. Oh, but oh. but those dollar store figures and the AWA guys had some crossover with yeah, He Man. That's nice. cool. Well, you know, you mentioning how everyone's so familiar with Castle Grayskull. I don't think there is. There is no action figure playset that I see more than Castle Grayskull, right? Right. You know, like it's not every day someone walks in with a firehouse, no, or even the you know the police academy precinct playset, or an though. Ewok village, or any yeah. you know it, it just doesn't happen. But Castle Grayskull, dude, at least once every other week, somebody, yeah. you know, I've got a collection of He Man, and they got a Grayskull. You know, I posted a picture on Instagram not that long ago. Um, I acquired a Grayskull. And it was missing a few parts. And what I do with Castle Grayskulls is because you never get them complete. Because I just kind of grab it and I set it in the back. And, you know, eventually I'll take like five of them and take the best parts off each one and try to complete one or get one as close to as complete as I can to sell it. Mm -hmm. So I get this Grayskull, you know, one day and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go in the back room and I'm going to pull out the Grayskulls back there and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to complete one. But I haven't thought about how many I so I start pulling I'm pulling one out. Oh, here's one over here. Here's one. there were like six Castle Grey skulls back there. I took a picture. It's just a mountain of like six different Castle yeah. Grey skulls. You know, I got one two days ago. Guy yeah. walks in, well, it's right there. It's yeah. just it's like anywhere you look, there's a Castle Grey skull in here. I mean, there's no playset that was like bought more, played oh. with more, um, appreciated more, destroyed more destroyed, like Dave. Yeah. I've seen some absolutely destroyed Castle Grayskulls yeah. in my life because it was the home base headquarters for everything. You it know? was perfect size, too. Yeah, it just yeah. worked for everything. Also, probably in coming off of the big Star Wars boom, I think like they made it a little bit more to size with, uh, with the He-Man guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, He-Man was definitely kicking Star Wars butt at that point. Yeah. I mean, you watch that Netflix episode on He-Man, the... The amount of toys they sold in like that first year was just insane. Yeah, they had a every household three or had four a gray year skull. run. Yeah. yeah, every household had a gray skull. And now look at us now. Here we are with uh, a <laughs> castle gray skull back in our households, yeah. thanks to the Origins line, which always to me goes back to you need good bad guys. Oh yes, you have to have that classic case of good versus evil, mm-hmm. and you need to have good bad guys for any franchise to succeed. You need good. Diverse characters, much like our friend at Nine to Five Warriors, and uh, <laughs> check those out if you haven't already. He's got great, great new bad guy villains in his line yeah. as well as some heroes. I think his pre-order ends, I think maybe at the end of this week. So if you're yeah. on the fence about you know wanting to acquire these dudes, you should put your pre-orders in. He's got to hit yes. his numbers and go to production because I need those Commodore crisps Dude. in my Dude. life, guys. I need those potato chips. Action, Sergeant players. Spore, baby. And if you haven't checked that, uh, check that podcast out with brandon braswell a few weeks back right around uh the new year right? i think it was right after christmas the new year week but yeah. check that out support him and um yeah we look forward to, to getting those and maybe maybe with your guys' support we can get nine to five play sets in the Ooh, future that'd be cool that would be crazy all right, guys, let's go. We let's could spin. I could literally talk about Castle Grace. Yeah, we didn't even talk. We didn't minutes. even talk about Point Dread and all the stuff you no, can add on that, to it. That's another yeah. time. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot to it. I mean, it's the it's the 
the Mac Daddy place says. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we are ending on the Ewok Village. Yes. Now this came out in 1983 by Kenner, and uh, those of you who are Ewok lovers need this playset in your life. This was the biggest playset that Kenner produced for the Star Wars line, and um, it, it was reused. I mean, some of you may know for the Robin Hood, and they actually improved on it for the Robin Hood. Uh, toy line by actually adding treetops yeah. which which you think they would have done for the Ewoks but they didn't um, but yeah it's got a lot of cool play features it comes with a crank elevator it has a swinging boulder it has a really nice fire pit that you can cook Han Solo over just like the Ewoks <laughs> try to do for dinner um, it's got huts that the Ewoks can go inside uh, one's a slide down to the bottom it's got a net that you can drop on the bad guys underneath I mean this place that has everything yeah Everything. It is an awesome playset. Yeah. So I'm in the boat of, you know, I have all these nostalgic feelings for this playset. I can remember playing with this playset. Yep. But I bought it as Sherwood Forest. Sherwood Forest. Right? A lot of people did. Because yeah. it was repurposed, like Joe just yeah. said. Same thing, but just treetops. It was But better. exactly the same. But I know I had mine as a Sherwood Forest, but yeah. I had Ewoks that I could play with it. Yeah. You know, I'm not a Star Wars guy. I've learned to appreciate it over the years. But the mm -hmm. one thing I did always since being a little kid I loved about Star Wars yeah. is Ewoks, Ewoks. Dude. I've always loved Ewoks. <laughs> the little so teddy bears. I, <laughs> Vicious teddy yeah, bears. Yeah, dude. Wicket was my dude. So if I uh, had anything Star yeah. Wars, it would be this playset. Mm -hmm. The Ewok Village is just awesome. Awesome. Oh, it also came with the chair that you could put C-3PO in. And it came with a little piece that had handles. And your Ewoks oh, yeah. could carry him around. Because like C-3PO was a god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, this this playset was in my house. Yeah, um, it was awesome. My older brother had it. I was not allowed to play with it oh. as a kid. Uh, none of his Star Wars. I was like was off limits. I was really little. I mean, oh. I was like two, three years old. I just yeah. know I, all his Star Wars toys. Anything Star Wars was off limits. Um, you know, eventually the Darth Vader like carrying case. You know, had a bunch of the guys in it. And my older brother, when he was starting to phase out of toys. Or starting to phase out, like I could play with them a little bit, but I just never really got in. I love the movies, never really got into the toys because they were off limits. However, this Ewok Village yeah. also got incorporated into like playing with wrestlers <laughs> and um, a part How of our Ewok a tree top so, match. so like the GI Joe. So sometimes I would have the co use use it for like the Cobra guys yeah. with their Lail, as I mentioned, Beth, my battles with the Fiant. But I would have like the the part of like a entrance way. But it was really, and again, as much like Castle Grace, all this thing collected dust. There'd be pieces outside. There'd be pieces in the basement. Mm -hmm. Playing with bone crunchers in the like <laughs> late nineties, a teenager, and I like, <laughs> oh my god! At, hardcore matches are everywhere. Like yeah, you can't go easy. So I put, I found like, oh, there's that piece in the garage. There's a piece under the stairs in the basement. I can snap them together, and that became an area where guys could brawl up to. And then eventually I slammed guys into that thing so many times that one of the, the connecting pieces of little plastic mm -hmm. snapped off, and that was it for this Ewok village that had been around uh, the household for like 17, 18 yeah. years. Al Snow and Road Dogs. Yes. 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 It actually might have been uh, Toy Biz uh, WCW guys match, probably, that, oh, that did it. Man. Maybe the ECW Not guys. Not even destroyed by a good toy line. Yeah, but I was playing I mean, those <laughs> matches, like a superplex from uh, from the top of like the Titan Tron through, yeah. through Ewok <laughs> through Village Ewok or something. Village. Man, you're yeah. Interview sets were off the chain. Yeah, you know, you, you just take other. That, that's yeah. what wrestling mind Man. took over in the nineties. Race call entrance, Ewok Village in the backstage. Yeah, yeah the hardcore. I, once I looked at the picture, I was like, "Oh my god, I remember suplexing guys on that yeah. thing." Yeah. 
Winner gets on the Defiant, flies to outer space. <laughs> Forget your zip line, Shawn Michaels. We got a space shuttle. <laughs> Hell yeah, that'd be great. Oh, wild Yeah, stuff. great play set. Yeah. And, and much like it was off limits to Dave, mine is currently off limits to my children. Nice. Because a uh, very brittle plastic. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. It yeah. It's so it, enticing, it though, as a kid. Oh, you my want, gosh. You yeah. play with it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I let my son play with it one time, and he got a little too rough, so yeah. now it's up on a high shelf. It, it, didn't, it doesn't take much to break. <laughs> oh, not at all. A couple suplexes. Those, those little tabs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Those little tabs. Those, those little, little tabs, tabs man. Oh, Super man. brittle. All right. What's up next? What do, how many are left? There's two left. Two left. Cool. All right. The next one. From a village to another castle. Okay. The Crystal Castle. Ooh. This is my last pick. This on is the your list, last. Boys. Yeah. So this is 1985 Mattel. <clears throat> and the Crystal Castle. This is She-Ra's Castle. Dude, great right? castle. Awesome castle. So <clears throat> we talked about, you know, Castle Grayskull 1982 being super playable. So many excellent features. And the Crystal Castle lit- literally just kind of expands upon all of that. Yeah. It's kind of the same type of deal. Same you know, about the same size, opens up the same, has a lot of the same, has a working elevator, a lot mm-hmm. of same play elements as Castle Grayskull. This is just a feminine version of it. So instead of it being green, it's pink. And it has, you know, glittery highlights. And the plastic is translucent. It's and, sitting on a cloud. <laughs> yeah, and Shear's got a nice little bed with like yeah. a cloth, a little blanket, and a little yep. pillow to sleep yeah. on it. Uh, He-Man know, wanted a pillow? What the heck? I know. So I love this thing. And I can remember we had it as a kid because... There was a period of time where my little sister, so she's two years younger than me, mm-hmm. and I don't think she was into She-Ra. I mean, maybe she was, but she was so young. But at yeah. some point, maybe because I had He-Man, you know, and maybe the stuff hit clearance or something. I don't know. She ended up buying a bunch of She-Ra stuff, yeah. and we had the Crystal Castle playset. Just a really eye-catching Awesome playset. You guys seen it? You've been familiar, familiar with it. Yep. Total girl toy had no interest. It stunk. <laughs> Shira was like, I actually wow. had Shira bed sheets Dave at one time. Hard over there. Over this. So like, I have I have like beef with Shira because because I had Shira bed sheets at one point. I had He Man bed sheets. Awesome Master of the Universe bed sheets. Yep. And then I don't know if my mom thought like. She saw the She-Ra thing was like, oh, it's part of He-Man. And, like, it's just new He-Man sheets. Mm-hmm. So I always had beef with She-Ra after that. I'm like, these are total girl total girl sheets. It's a total girl toy. Like, I want nothing to do she with She was this tough, crap. though, Dave. She was tough. I don't care. She wasn't He-Man. <laughs> that was part of, that's part of the argument that the Mattel, the creators of He-Man, say to this mm-hmm. day is that She-Ra kind of crapped on He-Man's uh, momentum. Yeah, they blame her for killing the line. Because it made it less cool for boys yeah. to have, like, this girl element to it. She-Ra um, never bothered me. No, I never love, bothered. Modern me. I day the figures look kind of cool. Way ahead of their time because I think that would yeah. crush today. Yeah. Oh yeah, it would. Um, yep, it's so cool. You know, it's unique. So that you know, the She-Ra figures they fit in with the Master of the Universe. Yeah. What they're maybe what five and a half inches yep. tall. You know, rooted hair, so it still has some type yeah. of play element that a girl would want. But you know, it's not like a twelve-inch imposing Barbie that makes He-Man look small. They all go together in Crystal yeah. Castle. You know, you get Castle Grayskull, Snake Mountain, Crystal Castle. You stick them all side by side. Yeah. They all fit. Yeah. They're all in the same universe. They're all the same yep. scale. Create your eternity. they all go together. You know, they just have their, you know, their different vibes. I love the Crystal Castle. I, I think, think it's, it's cool. awesome. Yeah. Um, the elevator in the Crystal Castle is awesome. Yeah. Far superior than Castle Grayskull's elevator. Yes. Yes. You know, far. I never never play with it, but I will. <laughs> I think we need to get one in front of. Dave I assume now. it's correct because yeah. uh, the, the elevator in my Castle Grayskull was the first thing that broke. 
Yeah. It's just a little strange. And that yeah. wasn't that wasn't like me being rough. It was just like, oh, this thing sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was this that thin piece of green string, right? Yep. A little little bird on little the end. Little bird. On him. But yeah, Crystal Castle's great. Love it. Lo- anytime I can get my hands on the, the playset or the She-Ra figures or the horses, get me Swift oh, Wind, get all... me Crystal Moonbeam. I love that Man, stuff. Give me She-Ra. I am not ashamed to admit I love She-Ra. I saw... Uh, Target did the reset of their aisle, so they have the new Masterverse figures out, yeah. the new wave, yep. and they made Frosta from hey, Frosta looks that sweet. figure. <laughs> I, I saw her the other day. It looks so good. I was like, man, yeah. that is... I just bought the uh, Masterverse She-Ra because Target's got her on clearance for like nine bucks. Yeah. yeah. Just bought her. I, I almost bought her, too. I, I'm like, I can't, dude. We're on Origins right now. We are. Uh, if I start getting into Masterverse, we're gonna have too many He-Man. I just gotta buy them while they're in clearance, and just I gotta save them for him because he's gonna want them. Yeah. No. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta buy it when yeah. the time's right. Absolutely. Yeah. That Frosted figure's sick, though. All right. Last one. Last spin. one. We don't even have to spin. Get it's the only confetti. one, unless Get you want the confetti. confetti. All right, we're gonna spin because we want the confetti. But we already know the last oh, one. Up Rome roll is the Firehouse. Oh man, we've talked about this one so much, but you can't have. An action figures playset from the '80s podcast, and not talk about the Ghostbusters Absolutely. Firehouse. Yeah, Ghostbusters up there, top notch with Grayskull. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters Firehouse headquarters. Um, I didn't have this as a kid, but my cousins had it. Uh, neighbor kids had it. I played with it a lot. Um, came out in '87. Three stories, really cool. You have mm-hmm. three levels to it. Yep. Uh, Acto one can fit in the doors. Kind of. Uh, 75% yeah. of it. Well, I mean, yeah, you can <laughs> kind of park them in there. The width, what, like, the width of the doors is right. Yeah. Right. The depth. The depth. Yeah, it's a playset. Um, <laughs> we needed like four more inches. If you had two firehouses side by side, yes. you could put it. You could. Yep. Yep. <laughs> a cool pole, the, spin, the, the oh, spinning pole. The best pole. Uh, go if up you could get down. it to work. Oh, man. Just a lot of fun to play with. Um, you know, most of my memories of playing with it, though, were, were are in more recent years. I actually mentioned this earlier in the podcast with your son, Windsor, how he'll set up mm-hmm. things. So last year, I mean, I didn't have to go over to your house in the, in the basement for a couple of years. He, he would always end up playing with the firehouse. But last year was when he had the most extensive setup. It was mm-hmm. like about this time, almost one year ago, after the Royal Rumble. Ooh, All okay. he wanted to do was play with <laughs> play with me and, and the firehouse. And I remember yeah. telling him to set it up uh-huh. during the Royal Rumble match. And about a half hour later, he's like, it's ready. <laughs> it's ready. And, and, and I went over there and sat down, like you said, five-minute, ten-minute yeah. battle, and we just terminated all the ghosts we busted every single one of them Busted, makes picked, we picked the buster and we went in there and busted and it was a lot of fun like yeah. and um and yeah and then he was like we'll do it one more time so then again he took 10 minutes this time to set up not as extensive and and, and we played hard time, and yeah and it was, i mean even and, and joe your daughter jumped in there too and, and played played as well and she had put made that part of the setup even more extravagant with little notes and things uh <laughs> When you, busted, like when you busted certain ghosts, there was like a certain note you got where one was hiding and clues and oh. it was like a little treasure. It was awesome. Wow, it was a lot of fun. Next level. A lot of fun, but the Ghostbusters Higher House was the foundation for that. And um, I mean, even to this day, still get some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, it's a great, great playset. Mm-hmm. I have so many fond memories as a kid playing with it, having it. You know, I've talked about it before. I remember getting it for Christmas yeah. and just being like head over heels, like crazy for it. And then now it's such a big part of our life. Like Dave said, it's in our basement. My son will play with it all the time. It's currently in the middle of our basement right now. He just set it up. I think 
Uh, he was listening to the podcast we did on the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. um, with Arge from a few months yeah. ago. He listened to it this week, and I, in my head, I'm like, I know he's when this is over, he's going to go set yeah. up, and he did. It's all set up, dude. <laughs> it's all set up. We've got the precinct playset, Joe, yeah. also set up. It better be. It currently. better be. But you know, excellent playability. We've talked about it in the past. Not a lot of play elements to the firehouse. It has the door, or yeah. excuse me, it has the pole, the twisting pole. I have so many horror stories of trying to get those <laughs> figures balanced on that pole. <laughs> well, oh. they got the little peg for their feet. They do. You, you got to get it just right. You got to toggle it just right and watch your Ghostbusters. Man, when thing. you get it right and they, oh, best feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's got the opening doors that you can put 70% of your, you know, your mm-hmm. Ecto-1 through. I love it. You know, and don't, we can't forget about the slime features, the guys. The crates. It's got the crates yeah. for the so- slime, the ectoplasm. Yep. You take your can, you dump it in the top, and you slowly watch it just drip yep. ectoplasm all over your Ghostbusters figures, staining your carpet and your clothes <laughs> and getting your mom to be upset at you. <laughs> yep. Since 1980, yep. what year did this come out? 87. 87. Okay, I'll say 86. Great yeah. play set, though. Love it. One of my favorites, Yeah, for sure. what, what we did a lot is, I mean, the firehouse is what? It's a beautiful New York building. Mm-hmm. Who else lives in New York? The Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. We would put that bad boy right next to the sewer layer, and it, we would use it as you know a building in New York for the turtles to go into. Man, the firehouse, the yeah. precinct, the sewer layer. Just put all of them. Man, oh, man. New York City on lock, dude, dude. It was great. Great time. So, so awesome. Get your Patrick Ewing starting lineup at Ooh, <laughs> Yes. Yep. <laughs> now go, we're go to the garden and watch Ewing. <laughs> Ewing and the boys. <laughs> yeah, New York in the 90s. I mean, New York's always the thing, but yeah, the 90s. I mean, the Knicks were good. The Rangers won the Stanley oh, yeah. Cup in 94. Knicks mm-hmm. went to the finals, was it twice? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they won it, but unfortunately. But yeah, New York, good sports teams, great backdrop for our favorite great stuff. Great Yeah. So, gotta love it. But Well, yeah. I speaking, mean, of, I was say, speaking of backdrops, yeah. um, you know, you, Joe mentioned a YouTube video earlier about the... His the pl- Sectar's Hive playset, unboxing. There's a there's another YouTube video that's going to be coming out that's not related to uh, necessarily us directly, but it's you it's it's adjacent in the t- featuring the Time Blaster Toys store yeah. um, that's going to be coming out, and I believe uh, with our friend Ethan Page uh, came in and he's got something coming out this Sunday, I believe, right, Keith? This coming Sunday, yeah. So all ego Ethan Page from AEW was in the shop yesterday. Known the guy a long time. Haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. We, we, you know, we battled in a wrestling ring like yeah. 15 years ago right. a few times. So he came in with his daughter. They had a lot of fun. They filmed a video. Mm-hmm. He said he's dropping it this coming week. So if you're listening to this pod, yeah, within about a week, you can yeah. go on YouTube, watch his toy hunt with his daughter. It was a lot of fun. Nice catching up with him. And, yeah, we're going to try to you know get an event scheduled this coming year. Yeah, look show. forward to that. Absolutely. And next week... And, we're getting to the end of January here. It's a Royal yes. Rumble season. It's also football <laughs> coming to a close. Super Bowl season. And, uh, you know, the playoffs of football is very tournament-style-esque. We're going to be down to the, the final four teams ne- also next Sunday. And we'll know who's going to the Super Bowl. So time to do some Super Bowl podcasts. It is. And it's been a while. You know, we haven't had a Time Blaster Toy Cast Bodacious Bracket Tournament. TBT, BBT for short. And a while, <laughs> it's boys. It's been a while. And, you know, we always have so much fun talking food, right? We do. We had the trick-or-treating. Yes. We had the Thanksgiving one. And I thought, hey, Super Bowl parties are a huge part of the whole experience. Yeah. So next week, Time Blaster Toy Cast, Bodacious Bracket Tournament, mm-hmm. we're talking Super Bowl Snackdown. So someone else can get mad at us for the winner. <laughs> Come on, guys. Gravy. It's the best. <laughs> 
So yeah, Super Bowl snacks coming your way next. Uh, like, subscribe, leave us some more reviews like like Tommy out of Maine did. Appreciate that. And uh, look forward to everybody uh, listening and getting your feedback. We'll catch you guys next week with the Super Bowl Smackdown. Let's keep this. Yo, DJ, spin that wheel.